0: I bring my drums in, I bring my drums in, I bring my drums in, i not your head, come on, I'm not your head, I'm gonna do me, check it, yo, we all know that
1: life
2: can get hectic, but if you live in the second, you exist in the present, and that's how you stay connected. Good time- hello everyone, welcome back to episode 7, I'm joined with uh, Adam today and Etty, say hello guys. Hello hello guys
0: Hi, thank you for having me on guys all right it's a pleasure welcome. we're back
2: we're back again in annoying circumstances unfortunately um there's ah, no, yeah, another we're one not in a, we're not together we're separated by zoom but that's fine um we're gonna get on with it anyway um so today i wanted to talk about men's mental health um and the stigma around men's mental health and obviously us being three young men i think it's easy what's well, good for us to talk about um and really open up what you guys i'm really interested to hear your guys opinion on it, and on it as a topic. So I think it's talked about a lot, men's mental health, but it's never really talked about as why. Um, and I want to sort of go a bit deeper into that. Uh, but yeah, so Adam's our guest on today. Um, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit, Adam, and just sort of tell the people listening a little bit about you?
0: Yeah, sure. So I'm not gonna do the like the full like CV of blah. Like, I grew up in, in blah blah blah, really but is. I'm i Ladd Devon lad that living in Bristol now. Um, just finished university started building surveying but now i've gone into technology sales um, but probably the more interesting thing is uh, i recently launched a podcast the podcast is called the purposeful pursuit podcast which is actually a bit of hard to say now that i'm saying it out loud <laughs> um, and the 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 reason i started the podcast I, I guess is i found myself craving meaningful conversations similar to ones like this you know conversations mm-hmm. that don't happen enough i found myself questioning what's important in life you know what what is people's ideas of happiness what is success yeah. and i realized that there isn't really one answer to any of that so i wanted to create an environment to have these meaningful conversations uh, and the the aim of then having these conversations is to to inspire or at least educate people to to live a bit more of a, a meaningful uh, and purposeful yeah. life um and again also just just because it's good to have conversations like this as well so no thank you for for having me on today
2: pleasure all right great that sounds cool so how first of all how's the podcast been going how how have you found it so far
0: yeah it's good so similar situation to this all of it's been on zoom um but it it makes it kind of easier i guess logistically Um, but it's been really really good so far the the response has been really good what i found i think most um most interesting or most surprising is like the response from people that I didn't think would ever listen or would even care. Or I hadn't spoke to people say from school for years and years. And yet they were popping up saying that like things had resonated with them or it helped them or, or, or just something had like, it just changed their outlook on that day. Like it it just done something. And as soon as I had like one person come in, I was like, that's it's made all of this process totally worth it just because mm-hmm. one person. And then there could cause there's been continued response from that. It's it's, it keeps me passionate about it. Like even now you can probably hear the passion yeah. I get from speaking about the podcast. And, and ultimately if it can help people, then, then that's the reason that I'm doing it.
2: Brilliant. Yeah. I was going to say, I can tell that you are like, even listening to you say like, that's really good. I think we, we've had a few times where Etty you can probably um, remember where people have come to us and said the similar thing like I'll oh, listen to your podcast like, that was really
1: interesting yeah, this person yeah.
2: saying this da, da, da. so yeah we, we got Pats in Gloucester
1: services yeah, oh yes yeah. it's, it's quite
0: it's quite surprising like, I yeah, didn't know how yeah. to react well, like, when I first yeah. saw people they're like oh like, I loved so and so and I'm like people listen like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I didn't think that actually happened like <laughs> yeah
2: crazy so, thank you everyone that's listening yeah, so, yeah. Um, we'll get into, get into it straight away, I reckon. Um, so my first sort of question and, and topic to go into was your own experiences, um, Adam, with mental health. Uh, do you wanna sort of just talk a little bit about what you've been through and, and we'll go from there?
0: Yeah, sure, so I, I just wanna put out there, like I'm, I'm no expert in, in mental health, I'm just a regular guy like yourselves and, and like much of the listeners as well. Um, but yeah, I think life is, can we swear on this?
2: Of yeah. course we can.
0: Life's, life's a bit shit, let's be honest. Like life is a bit shit. It does throw some, some hardships yeah. at you. And, and I was, well, just to go straight out with it, I'm, I'm 23 now. But when I was 19, my mum passed away i had just started university i was three weeks in uh, to freshers week or thingy and, and she passed away and we knew it was coming you know it, so that, this was in 2016 and in, in the november that she passed away so four years ago quite recently and it was just to give you some context on that actual story um she diagnosed with breast cancer you're quite standard breast cancer in, in january i say standard breast cancer but it was mm-hmm. one that was common and, and say treatable yeah that was in yeah. the january come april we were like right chemotherapy things are looking good six weeks of chemo you should all be great Mm -hmm. the day that she went in for the chemo she had some extra results back and they just said that it had spread everywhere like everywhere it could go it it had Mm. gone and and unfortunately it moved from something that was treatable to something that was uh terminal Mm. so straight away it went from like the day of hope to the day of no hope whatsoever. Yeah, and yeah. that ten-month period from from January till November was, I'd say, probably quite a rapid decline in seeing someone that was my mum, and you know, making me lunch and not doing my laundry to someone that couldn't even sit up in bed and mm. had suddenly had to use a walking stick, or or I saw her in a wheelchair, and every every time i'd i'd because uh, obviously this time over that summer before i started uni it's quite a stressful time of life starting um, university yeah. anyway so yeah, i think mean you
1: need a lot of support from uh, yeah so so,
0: up, so like like. during the time if i'm honest like it's it's all a bit of a blur i think you, your brain shuts down in, in these stressful times and it's hard to reflect back but i do like reflecting back i do like talking about it but we um yeah, like I, I knew my mom wanted me to go to uni and carry on life as as much as possible, and and to everyone else looking at me, I, I dealt with it amazingly. Like I, mm-hmm. I just took it each day, and I was very positive in how I approached things, taking things into perspective. And I went to uni, and I was like, like this is what she wants me to do. Let's let's just carry on life as she wants to. And. I uh funnily enough I I was at like a house party woke up very hungover in the morning in in November and uh I got a call I was in Bath at the time I got a call saying from my sister saying like you need to get down to Dereford in in Plymouth hospital right now like like jump in your car right now and i was like can i at least have a shower like <laughs> yeah, yeah. like i'd i'd been up all night sort of thing so i was like i needed to i needed to shower but i didn't have time so i went straight down to you know two and a half hour drive straight to plymouth yeah. um shooting down uh, like trying to drive uh, like sensibly knowing that like every second every minute you don't you just didn't know what yeah, happened yeah yeah Got close to to getting to Plymouth, took the wrong exit and my car went out of fuel. So I was oh, like, no. motherfucker, like just not today, that life Just to just not today. Yeah. But like I had to get like people to pick me up and like taxi me to different points. I got to the hospital and you know, not to I guess to go into it, yeah, like got there. She'd, I'd been told she was unconscious for twelve hours. This was it. Go in, say goodbyes. The family left me and said, you know, go in and, and say goodbye to your mum mm, so i right. was like still pretty hungover right now <laughs> like i could yeah. do a bottle of water yeah. um but no i went in there i just said to myself like this this doesn't feel right like something's not right about this yeah. and out of nowhere she just like uh, opened her eyes and sat up uh-huh. and was like oh what are you doing here i thought you were in bristol i was like yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't wow. say it, but I was thinking, "Why are you alive?" <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've, I've like essentially not said anything. Ran to the rest of the family, screaming down the corridor. She's like sat up. Yeah. Uh, and they were looking at me, going, "I think he's fucking lost it." Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> so oh, we came yeah. in, and and I, I don't know what it was. They, they, the doctors reckoned that she just heard my voice, uh, and yeah. didn't give up. So mm. we got, we managed to take her home. I'll put a shout out to St Luke's Hospice in Plymouth, who. Off of that, like crisis care at home, so we got her home for five, six days, and and she was able oh, to pass wow. away in the house. Then, and, and that itself was something to be massively grateful for. I'd love to say it was a peaceful passing away, but it wasn't. When your body is quite literally deteriorating to the point yeah. of your last breath, I, I don't yeah. remember much of that five days because I didn't sleep for,
2: mm. for
0: maybe five days. I think even longer after that, but. Um, just that time in life, obviously I I couldn't go back to uni straight away, but I ended up going back after, after Christmas and like everyone's life started going back to normal a month or two later. And then like, but my life hadn't, like I'd gone back Mm -hmm. to uni in January and I was sat there going, everything's normal. Like everything's back to how it was. And yet everything is completely different. And it was only me that had something that was completely different, and I was living in a halls of some some okay people let's say I had in my house though we didn't really speak yeah. that much to be honest so i was I was isolated i I was just like i didn't yeah. sleep i didn't luckily i say luckily like <laughs> I found refuge in going out and, and getting drunk and just like partying. I think we've got a drinking culture where at that age and fresh as year you, in your first month, it's okay to go out five times a week. Yeah. So I think that's where I threw myself into, which obviously isn't healthy, but it's, it's just kind of what I wow. did, both because it's yeah. expected of you and yeah. also it meant I didn't have to sit in my room on my own. So, you know, that, that's an overview of it, I guess. I, I kind of went into to 18 months, I guess, of of depression, of mild depression, mild anxiety. But there's a lot of learnings I've taken away from that. You know, it's made me who I am today because of that. And maybe that's something we can jump into later. But yeah, yeah that, that's, that's an overview of, of my time with, with yeah. mental health. And, and kind of happy to delve into that more.
2: Yeah, definitely. So first of all, thank you for sharing, because that can't be an easy thing to share. Mm. Um, so yeah, that was really brave of you to do that. And, and secondly, to lead on from that, I would sort of ask... Um, when did you, did you, was there a point sort of after when you were at uni and you were sort of, you said you were drinking a lot, was there a point where you yourself realised that you may be suffering mental health, so you might be depressed did you sort of realise that yourself or was it somebody else that realised it?
0: Yeah, good question. There wasn't really anyone else around me. I, I was quite isolated. You, you're with everyone that's new. I had a few people that I knew from like my, my best mate, Charlie Carter, was i'd lived with in tavistock was it was at ue with me as well so I, I had him but like you're essentially when you're when you're a freshy you're you're up there on your own but but i certainly knew what i was what what was going on you know i i was i was more it was more comfortable to sleep all day wake up at five six have a pizza and then i'll just get on the beers again and go out and meet people And once i was out you kind of forget about it you're drunk you're having a laugh i'm quite a social creature anyway so for me no one could no one knew no one could ever tell yeah because i was always like the the jolly one of the room like someone that's always quite positive and and always having conversations with people but then the other side of it when you're in your room all day every day like staring at a wall sometimes because your brain is so clouded that you just you didn't i didn't have any thoughts at times i Mm. I was literally just staring at a a ceiling and that that was it like Mm, but, but no no one saw that side of it um and one thing that that helped me was i downloaded the headspace app and that was my first introduction to meditation maybe this is again something we can speak about later and that was like, I remember meditating for the first time for 10 minutes. And that was the first time in, I, I realized in like three months that I'd been present. That mm. was the first time that I could actually like think. And, and I, yeah. I, I was thinking clearly, but also wasn't thinking of everything that had happened. And, yeah. I, and I, I realized then that once I'd, once I'd started thinking normally, I was like, oh, wow. Like that means like there's so much more to life like if, <laughs> if i'm thinking shit all the time and then suddenly i have this 10 minutes of like almost being back to like a status quo of normal just being present yeah that's when i realized okay there, there's something going wrong here like yeah. where where do i start with it essentially
2: yeah that's that's that's, that's really good i think a lot of people have, have spoke about headspace before i've used it yeah uh, and it is really good and i think etty you, you're you're someone who's used it probably a bit more than, yeah
1: i'm a big fan yeah
2: what's your experience with etty what's your experience yeah
1: big fan of headspace um yeah it's great it really is great um i haven't i've only got the free version so basically what i do is i just replay the, the there's 10 that you get <laughs> yeah. for free 10 <laughs> sessions and i just go and then and then i just like I fancy doing number four today. I'll do it and I'll do it there. And yeah. it's I, and I, what I've learned from that is that it is it is all kind of the same. So all the session, like I don't think you need how do I put it? It's not as complicated as it looks. I yeah. think you you need ten minutes listening to you. You're you're, you're you can see the themes that reoccur in the um, meditations.
2: Yeah, and I think. Yeah, well, that thing it, I, really obviously, so they're nice. they're going to make a membership for money. It's all about money, isn't it? Really, but
0: I
1: see what you mean. That is the, great. The, the, what I'm saying is, you don't need, you don't need the whole Headspace app to get the benefits of it. Yeah, you don't I,
0: even need the Headspace yeah. app. Like, if you go on YouTube, yeah. you can type in guided meditation. I'm, I'm actually, yeah, that's something uh, else. quite an advocate of meditation. I meditate at least 20 minutes a day. I I say every day, but like, I still have days off from doing it. It's if so I hard, or something, to keep but up this, isn't it? yeah Um, but but like for me it's it's like again bringing yourself back to being present bringing yourself back to like listening to yourself like you know sitting down for the first we live in such a chaotic like 50 mile an hour everywhere speed of life like sometimes it's nice just to stop and have 20 minutes to let your brain process the day and and even if you don't like sitting there meditating like use a toolbox create a toolbox of of things that you can do to, to create mindfulness so like have a cup of tea and sit in a room without your phone and listen to some music like just stop yeah, yeah. if I you think can and just, just have these, these mindful moments it really, it really it really seems
1: every everyone that I spoke to during um, during the process of white mindfulness has been the number one I won't say cure I'd say coping mechanism mm. for, for everyone I don't know how many people we spoke to Dylan uh, quite a lot um, yeah but from everyone that I spoke to, and I'm not saying that that's the way it is for everyone, but everyone that we spoke to says that that is the answer for them.
0: Mm. Yeah. Do you, do you answer, know what? Not,
1: not cure. But yeah.
0: I liked how you called it like a coping mechanism. I like to refer to it as a tool or a resource. Yeah a tool So like uh, the, the idea is to create a toolbox and like mm. that, like the mindfulness meditation won't work every day, but no, if you can build no. a self-awareness of, of, you know, and have a large collection of say exercise being one, uh, a cup of tea and, and listening to some music as another, and meditation is, is your third, create a, a toolbox and say, which one's going to work best for me? Yeah, today. definitely.
1: It's so, it's so hard to, it's when you're in a negative space. It's so hard to know the benefits before, no, until after you've done it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like personally, I find it so so hard to to go and get out get out of my bed and do it. And then once I've done it, I'm like, wow, that was amazing. I can't believe that I was that my brain wouldn't let me do that.
2: So What's stopping
1: you? I don't know, but I think I I think it's partly, I think it's it's the similar thing that's stopping me. In a lot of other aspects of my life mental health wise and it so and and then as soon as as soon as you do it you're like wow i can't believe that i was in such a dark place and i've just done 10 minutes and you see everything differently it's really Mm -hmm. interesting how powerful your mind is to stop you from doing this 10 minute thing that you know is helpful you've done you've repeated it so many times so it really is kind of just day and day kind of getting it um into a routine
2: i think definitely that's 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 really interesting to hear you guys talk about um headspace like a coping mechanism, mechanism as, a, yeah. as a tool and like you said i see yeah. a lot of people that we've spoke to have said the same thing um, yeah, definitely. So i think it, you, you people can see firsthand like the actual benefit that it has on people day to day and like you say adam it's not something you should have to force yourself to do every day no, uh, no. but it's something that should be probably in your routine or try it, it you know not everybody gets along with it i'm someone personally who who struggles with it because I, my brain's so like wired all the time and i want to do things so i don't have the patience sometimes to do it but maybe that's yeah, what would be good for me i don't know um, <laughs> yeah yeah i think always, it is. yeah i think no, no. i think it's one of those you have to try um but yeah just to go yeah, back to recommend just to go back to um the topic we were talking about before as well Is you said you uh um you were in halls with one of your best friends uh, at UE, um and i just wanted to sort of ask you as well when when you were sort of in that state of depression and obviously you uh, grieving the loss, loss of your mum um, how did you find or if at all opening up to people that were close to you about how you were reacting to that if that makes sense
0: yeah so that's a great question it, it's, it's hard to, to remember to be honest because at that time my mental health I guess was was poor to the extent that your brain does actually just start shutting off. It almost goes into survival yeah, mode and I, you just, you, yeah. you, uh, and then I think when you're four years on, you do uh, happily forget those years. I, yeah, I guess would be the best I, way I to jump to in. That.
1: Like every time the doctor, every time I speak to someone, a uh, mental health professional, they always, always, it's so hard obviously to get the information over, but I completely agree that your mind, you just can't remember a lot of it.
0: Mm in the times even, survival. Think, like you're saying yeah you're going to survive with me. sorry yeah continue um but yeah back back to the the question of, of how i was able to open up to my friend charlie is to be honest i, I am quite an open person with these things but like that there wasn't i guess i guess it was hard for, for him to know what to do like what the fuck do you say to someone that's just lost their mum? <laughs> like, yeah. like, if I yeah. saw someone else in that position, I, I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. Um, so, so you know, sometimes a conversation wouldn't be started, but then equally, like, it's, it's just as much on me to to try and open up the conversation. Uh, and I say that like it's easy. It, it's not. But uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think sometimes if you've had a few beers, it is easier to, to talk about these things when you, when you're in the moment. I think what's harder is when you're just in a room with someone chilling, like to openly just turn to someone and go, how is your mental health? Like that's a direct question. Well mm. like isn't it that's that's a, that's a that's not a cup of tea question, is it? Like no, that's yeah. not really a question when you are deep into conversation. So you know maybe what we can try and work out through this conversation is is how can you like politely or, or, or like lightly check in with, with someone's mental health?
2: Yeah that's, yeah, that's a really good point and that resonates with me a lot. I think that from speaking to through a lot of people through the podcast and through Instagram lives and stuff through White, I think one of the big things, and obviously we'll go on to talk about uh, uh, men specifically, but um, one of the big things is for, for young people I've found the students is, is how, do you, how do you sort of, as a friend, how do you spark that conversation? Because it's not easy for people to just like, like you just said, it's not one of those questions you just drop like daily. Like for for me and Essie, it might be, and it is more frequently because we're so close and we we're so open, and we do white together, and we're sort of very in the mental health sort of industry. Um, but for, for for the other for my other friends, I don't think I've, I've very rarely right. been asked, and that's not on them. That's not their fault. I think it's just that that taboo of sort of how to go about it. I think that's why these okay. these conversations are so important. If that makes sense. I think
1: Adam made a really good point that about y- you you are having a responsibility as well to to make those conversations as as the person suffering
0: often not permission. saying it's easy
1: at all um yeah i think no, like
0: because because sometimes yeah You'd be hesitant of asking someone that's gone through a lot of shit. How are you yeah. doing? But if they allow you permission to ask, yeah, so like exactly. maybe a text to say, like, by the way, like I'm okay with you checking in on my mental yeah, health. Yeah, Straight yeah. Straight away, they 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 may look at that and go but well, now I've, now I've got permission it breaks down that initial barrier for from their side of like mm-hmm. how do I do it but now that I've got the permission uh, maybe it, maybe it helps you know I've only yeah. come up with that off the cuff so I don't know I'll have to oh, think yeah. about that in, in perspective. Thought, it sounds yeah. logical
1: I think often um I I can quite often I can quite often judge if someone's going to want to talk about it or not so like I can drop drop a oh I'm not feeling great today, bomb. And I then put it in their hands to to control awesome. where the conversation goes Something from that. Like that. Um, so they can sort of be like, Oh, really? Like they may continue or they might be like, Oh, fair enough and then keep getting on with what they're they're doing. Yeah. And so I kind of that's that's a strategy that I found uh quite quite helpful is Should just
0: they Sorry, yeah. just to jump in there. So someone said something to me the other day, and it really resonated. It's kind of, yeah. I want to share it with you is yeah, you know, like you said you, you mentioned there that you, could, you can usually tell when, when someone's not up, and, and I guess that comes down to your um, emotional intelligence or, yeah. or EQ. but um, there, there's, yeah, someone said this, this like phrase to me, and they just said, like, if you get a hunch, if you've got mm. a hunch, if you look at someone that they're not themselves, then you're usually right. Yeah. But like if you've got a hunch that someone someone's mental health isn't isn't quite there or they're not quite present in the room, I think it's the easier one to, to notice. Mm-hmm. Then like you are probably right. There probably is something. To be honest, it might just be that they didn't sleep well last night because <laughs> they had too many coffees in the day. It might be simple things, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, there yeah, may yeah. there may also be some more substantial reasons or, or longer term reasons yeah. behind that. But definitely just for the listeners to take something away, like if you do have a hunch about someone, like you're probably right you're probably right mm. one yeah. times out of 10
2: there there's
0: something more to it than just not
2: sleeping well and i think that's a really good point is to sort of say like also if you if you have a hunch and you ask and and it may be something kind of completely like nothing at all like you say, they might just be zoned out they might just be tired they might have a lot of essays to do for uni or whatever it is but they th- there's no harm in asking so like by yeah. you asking even if they say oh no i'm honestly it's fine i just this this and this you go oh okay well at least you've I asked think that's- that's kind of the other
1: side of what I was saying. So that's um that's someone asking someone that seems like that and well, if that makes sense. It's like the other side of the conversation. So yeah. so so as as someone suffering, if someone asks me how are you feeling, I'm then in control and I can then then either say, Oh, I'm fine, or this and this and, and yeah. the conversation. So there's definitely you can sort of start with small smaller cues. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Daily I, think,
0: te- I think texting as well. I think in, in person, yeah, I, 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 think, I, think, I think there's different conversations. You can have certain conversations on text, you can have certain conversations it, it, in the room with someone. But I think sometimes using it as an icebreaker into the conversation, yeah. to, because like you said, you guys are okay with talking about mental health quite openly now, but that had to start somewhere. And sometimes yeah, it's yeah. easier and more comfortable to, and safer to start on a text in terms of that opening up to to begin to talk about mental health rather than someone telling you to going you don't seem well how is your mental health that's a very direct question but actually a text on a sunday evening just going mm. hey mate just checking in how is life what are you doing like how, how are you yeah exactly it's
2: yeah, always great so yeah that's i i think that's something that people can definitely take away from listening is 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 that sort of idea of like you said, it has to start somewhere. Like me and Etty just didn't one day just start opening up completely. Like it, it was a progressive thing over our, over quite like years, I'd say, even Etty, don't you think? I suppose so, yeah. And um, yeah. Like even like oh, now, yeah.
1: obviously, sorry to. But, no, I was just going to say, uh, we're showing people that it is okay.
2: You know, there's no. Yeah. And I think um, with me, obviously, me and you being so close, it's like, like, yeah. like you said earlier, you can just sort of say to me, not having a great day today. And that to me, I obviously know that, but there's a lot of people that wouldn't know that. That's mm. all. because I know what that means. But a lot of other people, if you said that to them, they might be going, "Oh, he's just got out, got out of the wrong side of the
1: bed." Yeah. I yeah. mean, I mean, quite often I can tell you're anxious before you even tell me. Yeah, um, you, you
0: can whatever. you can sense it without even looking. You can tell by tone of voice. You can tell by yeah. body language. Yeah. Like, that's all ways that we communicate. You can,
1: yeah, you can even even like you're saying with the text. You, can, first I can tell over text yeah. with with Dylan. That is. Um, or people that I'm close to, I can tell over text kind of what, hundred percent what what they're feeling.
0: Um, Etty, do you remember yeah. when we last saw each other? Um, yeah. I think it was Shep's birthday. Like I came down and I said to you, like, yeah. I just pulled you aside and just said, like, we hadn't seen each other for fly- like. I think we'd only met like three, four times in, in general. We hadn't seen each other for like, Wait, a, like twice, six think, weeks yeah. or so, yeah. And, and I just turned to you and I was like, mate, I'm actually feeling quite shit today. Like, yeah. I had absolutely no reason to feel shit at all. I, I had had a good week. I, I'd eaten healthy. I'd done exercise, I'd drunk water. Everything yeah. everything was ticked. And yet on the bus down to meet all these people, I'm, I, I, which would usually be like my forte, that would be when I'm like
1: yeah. in, in yeah. my element.
0: I was just there like, doubting myself like self-doubt anxious not feeling present like yeah uh, people i was talking to people and i was like I- i'm just in my own thoughts like i'm not even listening to what they're saying i'm, I'm stuck in my own head so i and it just took me turning to you and going like yeah you probably can't tell right now epi but i'm actually feeling yeah. anxious as fuck like yeah and then yeah. just having said it out loud kind of yeah. took away the power of it and then after yeah, that God. i think yeah. a few points had been sunk and i was they're, they're uh-huh. fine after yeah, that
2: yeah. But <laughs> yeah exactly that's it. we're but, not yeah you... anyone to, to no, no,
1: yeah the change yeah. before
2: to, to to lead on from that then i think what i want to ask you adam as well is obviously this topic being about the stigma around men's mental health and we've spoken about like your struggles and ways we've we all cope um and, and ways that other people can help their friends um but the next question I would want to sort of raise is, is why you think guys, I mean, it, it's a difficult question and I don't expect you to sort of know the answer. Um, but just sort of from from your experiences, what can you sort of draw as to why, um, men's me, like men opening up is such a big thing because it still is. Um, and I think that's something that we, uh, we all need to, there has to be a start to change. I think, like you said, it doesn't just doesn't just happen. Um, but yeah, so what do you think, um, what do you think? Sorry, I just got a little message from Zoom there. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> I like changed my, you know, when something else comes I was like, oh, I forgot what I was saying. Um, but yeah, sorry, to go back to the question. Um, why do you- Have you upgraded? You, yeah, we've, been, we've um, been given extra time by the looks of it. Nice. Thank you, Zoom. Um, so yeah, um, why do you think that with men, it is so hard to open up from your experiences?
0: I've got uh, almost like a simple answer to this in some senses. Like if I ask you the question, is it easier in the short time to bottle your emotions or is it easier to to express your emotions and annoyingly the answer sometimes is it's easier to suppress your emotions in in the short term Mm. that's definitely not the long-term easy route because like that's only going to get worse but i think just as a starting point of this conversation sometimes it's easier to suppress your emotions and 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 maybe hope that they're gonna go away one day rather than leaning into them and and trying to understand them and and assess them and understand them to then be able to do something Mm. with it and to act upon it you know that that is a starting point i think as well maybe a a, a lack of understanding like we spoke about earlier you know having how to express your you know we we're talking about su- suppressing them or expressing them but actually how do you express your emotions how do you turn to your mate and say like i'm having a yeah. shit day today yeah you know, and maybe we can talk about some some ways that people can actually do that but yeah I'll, I'll just open up the conversation there as a starting point of you know it's easier to to hide your emotions rather than share them sometimes
2: yeah that's great well actually leading on from that what what would your yeah. perspective of it be
1: no i think adam spot on there it's easier you know the water will always run take the
2: easiest course do you think do you think that is specific to men because obviously that's that sort of what we take the easiest yeah do you think that's different with with men because obviously there is a that from the statistics we know that there's a difference there's a big there's this like taboo thing with men and suicide and there's a i think
1: thing- it i think it is what it is like the a taboo i think um mm. more than anything yeah. And sort of a generational thing i 'm sure if you dug into it, you'd um be able to find some kind of reasoning behind it,
2: yeah, so it's just to throw another couple yeah. you think that a large part of it is 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 like society is like, society's like and yeah, you, our culture yeah. Yeah. obviously there's uh with being at uni Adam the same with me there's a with guys especially there's a culture of sort of like this rugby and like fitness and everyone. Is like it almost, there's almost like an expectation for a lot of guys, and I think being like quote unquote like suffering is doesn't fit with that that model that people set for for, for guys on social media and. But I
1: think th- yeah. I think most of them
2: do and are.
1: I think it's just sort of I'm not saying most of them do and are, but I think I feel from 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 what I've got from the world that it seems like most people are. It's hmm. the same with you and I. You wouldn't know. Same with Adam. I'd have never known when I met him.
2: Yeah, I sp- yeah, um, okay, I, I
1: think, I think, um, yeah. I mean, men are always. I think of throughout history have sort of been. Um, what I, don't, I, I need to be careful what I say <laughs> no yeah so can, 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 I, can I jump in there because because yeah, I, I actually
0: do. when I first started the podcast yeah. I, I actually threw this question out I, I did a story yeah. and asked people like what do you think is causing this, this stigma around yeah. men's mental health and yeah and, and so some of the responses were will we have this innate desire or we feel that we have this desire or, or innate reason to offer protection to our yeah. family to our to our friends because we are the the man let's say and, and we yeah. I know yeah, that's wrong and, and we shouldn't feel that way in today's world but maybe if you look back at, at, at human history and evolution then, then actually they those feelings would have been for survival that's mm, that's yeah. what helped us thrive so but it just seems now that those they aren't needed as much but i think if you look at if you look at that stigma it, i think what we're trying to describe early is a social construct. Yeah, we have yeah. a social construct that men are have to be a certain way and act a certain way, and and actually to to it's it's fear it's fear to show weakness, uh, yeah. and, and then that that opens the question. Okay, why? why would you have fear about showing weakness? Well, actually that, that links to the fear of being judged, the fear of not fitting in, the fear of not being accepted by everyone around right. you, which again is, is, is a primal instinct. When we were tribesmen, we had to offer something to the group group for the group to offer you protection from from whatever yeah. dinosaurs are running around, let's say, <laughs> but <laughs> like so so, but that there seems to be some correlation with like uh, our history and how we've yeah. we've been been brought up or whatever but it, it does come down to this this kind of love or fear it kind of categorizes most things in life and with fear of being judged with fear of looking weak it's, it's fear of, of yeah. not being the man that that society says that we should be yeah uh, and yeah, that's I think it, it that's sense. a hard thing to move past it's a hard thing to understand it's a hard thing to to question
1: yeah i think there's so many things that um that are that are on that subject so like I'm watching The Last Kingdom at the moment. Really good series on okay. Netflix. Um, but but it, it's sort of even in that it's influencing me to feel like I have to be a man, and like you know the king. As soon as he gets, as soon as he shows emotion and lets someone off, mm. or shows that he's emotional, he is then taken mm. over by the other people. And Do you know what I mean? I feel like it's mm. even in media um, and stuff like that is sort of
2: yeah. Betrayed. I think the fear is a, is a good
1: portrayed is a good. through that as well, and and with yeah.
2: Sorry, I was going to say the fear yeah. is quite an interesting word that you use, Adam. I think that yeah. fear of like of, of opening up. I think almost like that showing weakness, although in truth, showing weakness is actually a strength. I think that's what that's the sort of perspective that we all need to change, and that we all need to look to shift, in my opinion, to to help people to go actually like for me to show my weaknesses is, is actually a strength. Um, and it shows for me, it shows like a stronger person to be able to open up and, and say, look, I'm not feeling yeah. great. I'm feeling like this, this and this. Um, I mean, my, my dad even um,
1: was hesitant when I told him we were doing this. Um, he was sort of like, oh, but you know, what about putting yourself on the internet like this? What about job interviews and stuff like that? You know, if if if, if you show that kind of weakness uh, yeah. nowadays and and definitely in the past, um you know it can affect things like that um which i think is wrong and i think that by doing this we're trying to break down that that barrier as well definitely if
0: anything like this is takes a lot of strength to, to have exactly. these conversations exactly. it takes so hard it's, it's hard one to share it with one person or two people yeah. to share it with some randomers on zoom to however many listeners as well is, there's is something backwards there, like, there
1: that doesn't doesn't make sense does it really like we yeah. are Wrong by talking to each other yeah
0: let's, right. let's let's take this into perspective as well though like yes there is a stigma but there there is a shift uh, and a more a more understanding particularly with our generation generations below yeah, us sure. i feel like well, it, it seems to me at least that there is a generational thing that the older generation have been brought up in a very different world to what we live in yeah. where back of it and they didn't actually know what mental health was no that, not well, exactly that wasn't exactly. that wasn't an option out of all the illnesses yeah, that, yeah, you could, that you could pick or, or be diagnosed <laughs> with so like yeah, uh, yeah. I, I guess i guess there then then there you can understand why Definitely. they would they, they would act that way but then looking yeah. at our generation I, i'm kind of very optimistic that there is more conversations there is less of a stigma boys yeah. don't feel now that they have to to offer that but we no. still have to talk about that it is prevalent in some cases in some pockets mm-hmm. but ultimately like there is a lot more around mental health at the moment it is it is becoming a thing yeah, that the lucky. stigma is is hopefully starting to drop definitely yeah
1: we're very lucky where we. i mean we're obviously um i don't know i know don't worry I, I i we're we're quite we're not privileged at all we are but privileged. you know there are some hot yeah we are okay but i don't I don't want to put us above anyone else or below anyone else yeah but you know and like a part of my mental health is comparing myself to others which really damages me yeah Uh, but you know yeah there are other places that it's completely unacceptable to 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 talk about this yeah so we are lucky i think we need to push it push it here and hopefully it'll eventually
2: yeah cool make its way around the world Definitely. So leading on from that, I wanted to, Adam, you said before, well, as we were speaking just before we, um, we were recording, that you had sort of this um, way of, of turning like, an, an experience into the positive um, and you wanted to sort of share that with, with the listeners. I think that'd be really great um, to sort of open up and, and, and explain that a little bit more.
0: Yeah, sure. So to offer context, again, I'm no expert, but, but to offer context of, of where I've got this from, it was uh, two guys, Rob and, and Davey, came on the, uh, the Purposeful Pursuit podcast a, a few weeks ago, and, and they're uh, mental health and, and mindset coaches the, the work of people to overcome anxiety and depression. And, and one of the ways and one of the tools that they teach as part of the toolbox of things that you can use is, is something called reframing so let's look at the word reframing and and when you have an event or or something that an experience in life we often almost immediately give that experience uh, a a meaning we we, whatever that is we we immediately associate some form of meaning and whatever that meaning is is the frame that we perceive that that's that's the filter that's the lens that we're looking at it that's the, the meaning of that experience but sometimes that what we frame it with immediately might not be healthy. It might not be the best thing. So, let's let let's just try and give an example of that. Let's say that you you have an interview and the interview absolutely bombs. It, it goes shocking. You stumble your words. It goes shit. You walk out trembling, and they don't offer you the job. Like let's be honest, we're all going to immediately associate that with, with pretty shit. I don't like interviews. I can't communicate. I'm, I'm nervous at interviews now. I was shaking. Like I needed a shit the whole time, you know, yeah. whatever the meaning is. Like, um, but moving past that, to, 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 to think about that, we can't change the event. We can't change what happened. But what we can do is change the lens that we look at it. We can reframe that to find a, 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 a new meaning some feedback coming through them. I think it stopped. Um, we can reframe how, how we see that. And what, what we want to try and do when we reframe it is look at the positives look for opportunity for learnings from that. So let's take the, the interview scenario again and say, oh, actually, well, now I've had one interview that went shit. That, that's one shit interview ticked off. I don't have to do it again. Like, yeah. what else can you learn from that? Oh, actually, that, there was moments where I was able to explain an example of showing resilience or something. So you start to look at the what went well with it. What's the learnings from that? And then start to shift in, from from this this frame of it was a bad experience to something that's good but let's be honest like that's quite a hard thing to do let's take my mum passing away as a scenario Mm. like that's a fairly shit experience Mm -hmm. at face value there's not much positives or opportunity for learnings in that yeah is there or, or actually is there quite a lot of learnings from that is there quite a lot of positives and opportunities in that whole experience you know i am who i am today because of that experience I wouldn't be sat here I wouldn't have started a podcast I wouldn't be sat here talking to you today if it wasn't for my mum passing away so actually I can start to look at that experience really sit down and I actually wrote down I wrote down all the positives from that well fuck me now I've got past that I can get past anything in life you know to 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 be optimistic in that sense yeah reframe how you look at it how you perceive that where are the positives? Where are the opportunities that, that I can look at this situation? You can do this in, in all kind of events in life. Still, I take caution with saying like, still you know, understand that it is a shit situation and, and allow that, that's okay, it's, it is a shit situation. But then start to think like, what what's the learnings? What can I take? What's the positives yeah. from that?
1: I think that's, so, that's really good. Um, I think we can all agree that... that this reframing is a really good tool and it's it all kind of starts with mindfulness for sure um i think meditation can teach you maybe is the first step to to building up to that Mm -hmm. um and and it's sort of like it's a thing i feel that it's so i am being the, the that butt in my head but i'm saying i understand how hard it is when you're in the bad space to do that um
0: totally so like totally. you're saying like
1: you're here now four years later talking about it and you can now look at the positives so I think it's definitely
2: yeah uh, well, another positive
1: to, to, yeah I think it's important to to understand that that will happen
2: yeah the other positive yeah. the, another positive that I can just think of off the top of my head is that like yeah. you're able to now come on here and talk about it like you have and people will then relate to it do you know what I mean so like that's what, I know you'd have never felt that way when no, it
0: happened not at all it's, it's, uh, do, do you know what it's, it's only been I'm gonna say the last 12 no, no, let's say 18 months. So so three and a half years after it happened, no, three years after it happened, it is is when I, I realized that yeah. I had shifted to a mindset of gratitude for it. And that's yeah. a weird thing to be grateful for. I'm not grateful yeah. that she passed away, but I'm mm-hmm. grateful now that it's yeah. made me who I am today I, I, and, I, and I'm saying this now like it's easy it's not it took me yeah, three yeah. years but yeah. I think if the listeners can take something there is hope in the future that at some point you will be ready to to just look at that in a slightly different filter yeah.
2: maybe, maybe I, it may be yeah. at
0: times just just take one small positive oh do you know what it, it meant that I started going running more so I, I got a little bit fitter like yeah. what's 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 the small yeah, thing yeah. that you can pick start with that.
1: Yeah, it's nice to take out. I think small steps, start starting the realistic small steps.
2: Yeah, and, and work your way it up. down as well. But you mentioned right, I was going to. I was willing yeah. my next, uh, my next thing, my next point after you. spoke about it was was writing it down. Might be another thing. Is is when you can physically see it. A lot of people like to write things. Sort of what that what went well. I know it's easy to every, any situation, whether it would be you know family one a loved one passing away or it's something as small as like a day-to-day thing where it's gone wrong. Like you said, an interview yeah. and and instead of, instead of sitting for days thinking, Oh, that went bad because of this, this, and this, and this. Yeah. If you then, if you, if you go, oh, actually that went bad, but let's write down what actually went well about it and what I can yeah. learn from next time. I think mean, that's such a, although really difficult, such a powerful way to look at like yeah. situations. I think it's being mindful of this
1: situation, isn't it? Mindful. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, uh, Fraser. But I think it's being mindful of the situations that occur to us. One hundred percent. But yeah, I think that's great. And Adam's just one more person that we can add to the list of positive people that have made it, and hopefully can inspire others. I think.
2: Yeah. One hundred percent. I
0: think. I think that for me is is part of the reason I did the podcast is to help others. Like, like part of my recovery is to pass on my understandings my learnings my 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 mindsets or the things i built up within myself like fuck me now i've got it is it not just the best thing to to share that and help others Mm -hmm. like they did and they they shared with me when i was going through that shit so definitely for me part of the recovery is is talking about it is trying to share and help others contributing to wider society i think that the term is actually acting altruistically
1: yeah I love what you said about the toolbox. I think that's great. You're sort of giving people tools that so they can then have in their toolbox. Um, mm. That was a really nice sort of way of putting it.
0: It's something practical it's, it's someone we can relate yeah, to definitely it, It's definitely. something that you can you can picture and go okay let's let's look at my my visual my my made yeah. up toolbox and so think what's going to work best today yeah, Absolutely. and everyone's
1: individual, and there are different tools for different different occasions and stuff like that. Uh, yeah it's really nice sorry I cut in then <laughs> but yeah I'm I'm excited about that idea
2: yeah no good it's really, that's it's, really good it's really... um but yeah I think I find I think... it motivating yeah <laughs> oh, oh, my table's a bit wobbly sorry about that um so yeah I think we'll we'll sort of leave the main topic there um yeah. I think we've, we've we've covered some really good topics and I think it's really good that we've had awesome. a few um sort of things that listeners can take away and even with you with Adam you sort of speaking about the reframing there even when you were talking I was thinking I was thinking of examples or like in my head already I was thinking oh for example for an example uh, off the top of my head I was thinking like over the last since since we started lockdown I've been like sleeping into like 11 and I've been feeling really shit about it but then it's like well okay although that is not great then you think when like when you sort of flip that, you think, "Well, you are going to be really well rested to then smash a load of things when the gym's open." For example, and you know, do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's like although I am sleeping more, so like turn that on. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. You are sleeping more because of this and that. Yeah. So I think even small things like that, I think it's really important to yeah do that. I um, mean,
1: you have that conversation quite a lot, don't we? As friends, as sort of like we always try to reframe things for each other,
2: don't we? I think. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, nice you're, yeah. What what I'll jump in and say is there's, there's reframing is great. Look for the positives. I'm an eternal optimist. I can try and find a positive in everything, but I've recently come Mm -hmm. across something called toxic positivity. And this is what a a life coach called Geshav that came on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. He, he was talking about toxic positivity and and how harmful Mm -hmm. it is. Um, And and toxic positivity as a definition is, is excessive or ineffective overgeneralization. Of, of a happy optimistic state across like in all situations which yeah. that's not healthy you can't be positive and optimistic in in every single thing i can't look at the passing of my mum and go all right that's all positive that's all yeah. optimistic there is a very fine line of like acknowledging the, sem- the severity of that of what the fuck happened and how bad it was but then still going okay i still have the yeah. power. i still have to control myself to to see what i take from this mm-hmm. i take the acknowledgement by also it can take some some positives and and some opportunities from that but i think toxic positivity is certainly something to to consider as well definitely yeah, I another think example of it would be you know when you're when someone says about their they're not feeling great today and you reply oh don't worry about it or it could be worse um yeah. you know, always look on the bright side of life's probably my, my least favorite one oh, yeah. <laughs> like that, that that's you just you're you're, totally. you're powdering it with positivity when actually it's like that's not that's ineffective that's yeah you know, it's over generalization, that's over all generalization the
1: generalization yeah. that's when i would stop the conversation with my friend i think if i were trying if i were trying to get and then move on to someone else. But do you know what I mean? That's that's sort of a little way that you can test. i test someone by I mean, saying, oh, I feel really it's it thing. Feel like, oh, it's all right. You, 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 you know, it could be worse. And then I'm like, okay, this person isn't in a state to talk about this.
2: Yeah, but I was going to say, that's what I was going to say. It may, it may just be that they're themselves. Yeah, 100%. Experience on that 100%. Subject. That's or what i or, but...
0: or they don't know what else to do.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So they think... go.
0: I have no idea how to reply to you. You're opening up to me with mental health. All I can think yeah. of is... <laughs> Don't worry yeah. about it. Like that, that comes down yeah, to lack no, of no, understanding them, them themselves. Yeah. i was yeah.
1: just sort of referring to my point earlier about um, sort of cues, reading cues from people, and they might not be ready to talk about it or something. Yeah,
2: like I think uh, to to sort of finish off off the podcast, yeah. what I would like to say it, to to conclu- almost do a little, you know, conclude it is yeah. w- with with men's mental health. I think the the stigma comes from. When it when it when it comes to the two men talking about it, I think there is a lot. Quite often, for the person the, the the recipient of the conversation, for example, so say I was speaking to someone that I don't really know that well about it. Yeah. I think. Oh, sorry, I've got a puppy screaming. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think quite often it's it's their their own fear of opening up themselves that stops them from. Yeah. So they'll sort. So quite often it it will be like this. They'll they'll put this wall up. So I might go. Oh, then you know, I'm I'm really struggling with my anxiety. Like I'm I'm unable to do this, and they'll go, oh, okay, um, right, you should probably speak to someone about that. And then they, but that's them sort of putting their own wall up. and so Go, I'm not, um, personally, I don't. I'm scared of talking about my own how I'm feeling, so I don't want to. I don't want to involve myself in and yours. That's okay. Yeah. yeah, but I think that's what we need to change. I think that would be my my sort of take. What, what change? What the- change that change? That that narrative of people, um, being scared of it, like not allow because it it, it, what it does is it doesn't allow that person to talk to you about their mental health and obviously that's not good but it's Mm. by putting that wall up you're sort of blocking them off and saying i don't want to i don't want to face that i don't want to face my own sort of thing so i'm not gonna i'm I'm not gonna sort of talk to you about education yeah like
0: like lack of understanding of how to approach it which is what we touched on earlier and and maybe that's something for all of us to go in and really think about and and maybe come back with with some more content to to offer to the listeners of of how we've actually thought about how we can create these these conversations or or or, or knowing what to say in those circumstances where either someone's opening up or or equally not opening up or or any of the other variations that that we spoke of
2: yeah Uh, yeah. well that's great so um, yeah, well we'd love to have you back on, Adam. I think that's really good. Yeah, Take away uh, um, some some points and, and and have another conversation at, at some other point. For sure. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for being really open uh, and giving us your point of view. I think it's been really interesting. Um, Etty, thank you as well as always for being here with thank me. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so yeah, thank probably. you guys for listening. Check out um Adam's podcast. Uh, we'll leave a little. I'll I'll do it in the description so you can go and check it out. Um, uh, and yeah, thanks guys. Thank you, thank you a lot for listening. Um, we'll be posting this on the first of actually. I won't say just in case that. <laughs> <laughs> I not doing that. Well. First of May month. <laughs> We've got a couple, of, months, so it may be. <laughs> what we have got coming up though is a new launch. Yes. Uh, so um, just a just drum roll, speak, please. Yeah. I spoke to Adam a little bit before, um, and and we yeah. are doing a little bit of rebranding, which we won't open up about too much yet. But we won't give it away. No,
1: probably, it probably would have happened.
2: Yeah, probably it would've probably, probably. would have happened. But if it hasn't um yeah so look forward to that and december we're we're doing a big a winter collection of loads of uh, different items um we're really yeah. actually we're actually really excited about it we worked really hard this time um well, we work really hard every time this time we feel like we've <laughs> well, we leveled it
1: up every time
2: yeah this exactly is, yeah. um so yeah thanks guys thanks a lot um and we'll see Thank you Adam,
0: yeah Yeah, guys just just to say like thank you for having me on it's it's great to see what you guys are doing as well and again these are the conversations that that start to break the stigma these are the conversations that don't happen enough and uh, and we're at least contributing towards having the conversations and and hopefully people listening are going to be inspired to to do the same definitely Definitely.
2: right take that one away and we'll leave on that i don't don't think we want to we want to say anything else right (laughs) yeah (laughs) guys see you next time
0: most calm right before the storm And when you least expect it It doesn't rain, it pours I swear to God You can never be warned And with or without umbrella Nature's still gonna take its course That's why I try and inhale
1: deep So I can find peace and essence, just find me That's why I lose myself in these beats Put away the weed And turn to my MP